Hello and welcome back to the nudist colony. The no tea, low tea. Maybe too much tea this time, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. I got that shedding in the shower shit. It's from all that... <laughs> From all that testosterone cursing through my veins, because I've been going to the gym for the past week, so I'm pretty much juiced out, bro. Um, this is the New Metal Discussion Podcast. Um, we are the nudist colony. My name is Rossum. My name is Brentum. Uh, we them nudie boys. Welcome back to another Hidden Track episode. If you came here for New Metal, sadly, out of luck. Uh, but we, we do have maybe a combination of uh, hip-hop and metal to discuss today Ooh, okay uh as well as a comic gold book Hell uh, yeah. we've been uh, talking about this since uh, we first started the podcast uh going back to the beginning of last year of 2022 the year of our lord the one true god glycon and uh <laughs> you ever get a shoes glycon verse anyways oh boy anyways oh it's boy. gonna be th- one of those episodes take two <laughs> uh and then uh we uh, before we get into all that though yeah. Uh, you know, with them duty boys as well. Whoa. We've got some Mountain Dew varietals that we're going to try. A new batch. Surprised. <laughs> no one's surprised, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Whoa, babe, they're just talking about comic books and Mountain Dew. <laughs> Wake up. A new nudist a, colony just dropped. On a new metal podcast? <laughs> I'm catching the vapors. <laughs> Get my fainting couch. So uh, today we've got Mountain Dew Voltage, and uh, it's high voltage. It's got a. Uh, it's charged with raspberry, citrus flavor, and ginseng. Whoa! And then uh, you had mentioned that there's a uh, character of some sort on this label. What did you call him? Uh, Electric Cyclops. Electric Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> like Cyclops, the X Men character, and then uh, he just looks deranged a mm-hmm. little bit. So. Uh, let's crack these open, and we'll uh, we'll give it the old college try here. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Double pop. Hell yeah, dude. Pop, pop. Pop, On pop. Soda pop. Here we go. Here we go. Cheers. Clink. All right. Ross is taking a sip. Mmm. Mmm. That is delicious. I love that blue for, like, food. It doesn't come up too often, you know? Yeah. You got blueberries... End of list. Yeah, blueberries. Oh, blueberries. Uh, but it's like it's such a fun color to eat. Yeah. But there's no real flavor assigned to it. So they're like, uh, what's the bluest fruit there is? Raspberry. You mean the red ones? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> what about blueberry? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're fired. Damn it, Carl. Get out of here. Uh, man, I I love this. I love raspberry. I love raspberry flavoring. I think it works really well in the realm of Mountain Dew. So this is a hit for me. I would certainly get this Absolutely. again. Absolutely. This is delicious. Have you had this before? Um, I th- I want to say yes, because there's another blue Mountain Dew, and I can't remember. There's what two blue Mountain yeah. Dews. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So I think, yes, I think I have had this, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious. Yeah. So, two thumbs up. Hell yeah. Um, Same here. Have you ever had the uh, ocean water? From uh, Scronic, Sonic? From Sonic? Yeah. America's Drive-In? America's uh, Drive-In. Yes, I have. Yeah. Dude, that I, is the one of the best like flavored drinks I've ever had in my life. Uh, I accidentally made one of those once. Uh, I went to the the drive-through or drive-in. Uh, you 
for people who don't have a Sonic in their area, it's like a, a little drive-up thing. You don't go inside the restaurant to eat. You sit outside in your car yeah. uh, like a sad person <laughs> and uh, eat your lunch or whatever. Um, you pull up to the menu, you hit the button, or you can pull it up on the app. At the time, I pulled up, I hit the button, I ordered a Sprite, and I thought, I let me throw some flavoring in there. And this is as the, the person is on the intercom like talking to me. Yeah. It was like a last-minute like impulse buy right. of extra flavoring i said let me get a uh, sprite and maybe a blue coconut and she said okay and then i was like what was that hesitation about then on the screen i see pop up ocean water i'm like oh it's a, it exists already you know <laughs> it does exist <laughs> i just wanted a blue drink you know oh and my god they already perfected it you know it is great. Mm, it is absolutely perfection yeah um any any of you uh cannabis consumers out there if you do have a sonic and you do live in a state where it's legal if you live in a state where it's illegal do not fucking touch i do not want to well, see no. you if you're in a legal state hey hey party on get up get it baby um but uh get a tincture um if you're from oklahoma i would recommend the bison tinctures um but get a, a coconut based tincture and put that into the uh Ideally, during summertime, get you an ocean water slush and put some of that uh, put some of that coconut-based cannaboid tincture in there. Boy, howdy. You will be rocking and rolling all night long, sweet Susie. Um, <laughs> it is unreal. Like, I've, I've had, like, other people, like, I'm like, here, just trust me on this. Hand it to them. And I have not had one single person that wasn't like, this is one of the best things I've ever tasted. And... Bonus, I, I'm not an alcohol drinker. Um, I almost never drink. I don't know the last time I've been drunk. It's been years upon years upon years. Yeah, it's I just, been a couple of days for me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I I used to drink when I was younger and I just I I just I don't I don't care for it anymore. Don't care for it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it leaves me feeling like shit the next day. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but with uh I I my wife and I we both have stopped drinking alcohol. Uh, but we've replaced it with um, making like mocktails, mm-hmm. but uh, incorporating uh, THC-based uh, ephemera into it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I made some uh, THC-infused sugar, so you can uh, like like uh, it's really good with like strawberries. You know, you put a little, sprinkle a little bit of sugar on a strawberry, mm. Mm. but with that THC the THC uh, sugar, it's unreal. Oh man, today is Mardi Gras. You sprinkle that on a on a good old king cake. Oh, some fried <laughs> gator tail. <laughs> yeah, there's like so many ways you can infuse THC into like fucking everything. I found yeah. a recipe to infuse it into just salt, <laughs> so you could just have <laughs> like a salt shaker with THC salt. Mm. Um, but uh, the going back to the blue the ocean water slush. It, it, trust me if you if you're out there and and you've you've made the transition from alcohol over to to uh cannabis mm-hmm. just just trust me on this you will not be disappointed now uh speaking of drugs in Oklahoma <laughs> don't we have yeah. an election coming Indeed up we do when is that uh March 23rd I believe March 23rd okay uh yes it's for recreational um marijuana in Oklahoma Okay. Well, we have some listeners that uh, also reside in this state. So, yes. you know, I, if there's going to be anything that gets people out to vote, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, just 
we can smoke drugs recreationally. Okay, we'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Let me let me make sure that okay. I get that. Uh. Uh. Right. Uh. Yeah. I'll let you look that up. Uh. And well, recreational you're... weed. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the the absolute ridiculous shit about this. Um. Okay. I, I apologize. March seventh. On Tuesday, it's a special election, 2023. Now, don't show up on the 23rd expecting to vote. Show up on the 7th. Show up on March 7th. Yeah. Fuck what I said earlier. Unless you can vote early. I'm an idiot. Then do so. Yes. March 7th um, is the date. March 7th for recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend anybody in Oklahoma, please go vote yes for this. Um, yeah. It would, be, it would be a boon for tourism. Um, and it would just make us cool as shit. Like, oh my god, can you imagine? Like, one, it shouldn't be illegal to begin with. Well, yeah. And then two, we can rub the shit in fucking Texas's face. Fuck Are you Texas. kidding me? Fuck yeah, dude. Piece sure, they've got roads you can uh, what do you call it? Drive on. Ugh. Yeah, but people drive like assholes down there. So this is why we put potholes in all of our streets. Exactly. We have them installed. <laughs> yes, you guys need to slow down. Slow down, Texas. Texas, like, oh god, driving in Texas gives me like fucking panic attacks. Oh my god, there's one time uh, my wife and I have friends that live in Houston, and we drove down there to see them, and we drove through Dallas to Houston, and <sighs> those places are four hours apart roughly right yeah so we went down there hung out with them on our way back we caught morning traffic and then we caught in uh, houston and then we caught uh, lunchtime traffic in dallas and it was miserable both times it's just fucking so fucking crazy yeah and they drive it's not only that it's there's like a billion cars on the road and everybody's Mm -hmm. in fucking huge trucks uh pavement princesses i think they call them uh i've never dudes heard to have before. like giant souped up trucks but only drive it in the city you yeah. know uh never like uh yeah they call them pavement princesses yeah um uh and they're all driving giant ass trucks and they drive like goddamn maniacs damn everybody's like 20 miles an hour over and no blinkers i i hate it i hate it uh my wife and i went down there last year and i was so stressed out because we we stayed in a hotel in downtown uh dallas and I was so fucking stressed out that I was like, we are Ubering for the rest of the trip. I'm not driving in this goddamn insane city. Yeah. If you don't have to, uh, then don't, you know, yeah. uh, just walk along the highway and you'll, you'll come across <laughs> yeah. something that you like. Um, I just, uh, last week on my way to work, I saw somebody that had some truck nuts, which I had not seen Hell in forever, yeah. but they were like. I guess they were a newer design because they were very like detailed. They look like actual <laughs> balls. Like, like I don't know if this guy was like shopping at the truck nut emporium or like <laughs> yeah. their web store or whatever. He's like, no, not textured enough for me. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I need it to oh, look like there's oh, some what hair on me. <laughs> <laughs> but they were bright orange as well. So I'm just <laughs> like, why? Those but you know, we've got OSU here in oh, the state, so I'm, I'm thinking that's, right. that's probably why. Yeah. Boomers or wait, no, that's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cowboy pew pew pew. Uh, okay, so we've uh, gotten Mountain Dew out of the way. We've talked about uh, <laughs> driving and truck nuts, uh, and then uh, we had some music that we wanted to play. We did it. And, and up top, I just want to give a little. Um, I listened to the past two episodes, which we recorded during the same day. Nine eleven. Nine I was, uh, I had a really bad, like, runny nose and, like, a lot of congestion. 
And oh my god, I was sniffing and coughing into the mic no, nonstop. Not the last two episodes because that would include the Fear Factory episode we've yet to record, Shit. but will come out before. Oh, god, but the uh, the ones before yes. where we talked about, um, you know, the DCU and then yeah. uh, the Cherry Turtle, <laughs> yeah, and the <laughs> System of a Down. There we go. Uh, and I. I, I was driving myself insane. Like, why do I keep sniffing <laughs> into the microphone? I didn't think about it during the time, but I just want to say up top, I apologize. That was really annoying. Uh, I was very annoyed by my actions. Ross is going to step away from the podcast for a little while. Think about uh, what he's done, the harm he's caused. And, yeah. Oh, wait, he's back. Okay. He yes. he dropped a quick uh, notes app <laughs> apology, and then all was forgiven. Me and J.K. Rowling, we're, mm-hmm. uh, we're on our apology tour, mm-hmm. but we're not really actually sorry. So Yeah. Of course, yeah. Fuck it, you know? Um, but uh, we've got some music to play. Yes. Uh, do you want to start with yours? Sure. Uh, so this is a new, new little segment uh, that we're doing where we basically, uh, anything that we've been jamming on, it doesn't have to be new music. It could just be something that we're, we're you know, we're feeling at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you get that song that you just keep putting on repeat, and yeah. it's fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is mine. Actually, let's you, uh, we hung out the other night, played some... Uh, uh, some Rum and Cube. Mm-hmm. Banger of a game, by the way. It's the two of us and then our respective wives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our beautiful wives who we don't deserve. Hey! Um, did you talk about her that way? <laughs> <laughs> My wife or your wife? You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we had a little. We had a fun little night. We played some Rum and Cube, which is a fun game. Yeah. I've never played it. Never um, heard about it until you guys introduced us to it like a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. Uh, super fun game. It is. Like my wife has been addicted. She's been playing the shit on her phone, <laughs> yeah. which is great. I'm glad that she's found something she likes to do, but also like, can we just watch the movie that's on TV right now? You don't need no. to play on your phone? Yep. <laughs> that's an answer. Sorry, babe. I'm playing Marvel Snap. Are you really? Yeah. I, I thought about getting into it and I'm like, I can't. I it's, can't. I'll just, I'll just be. I don't something. know. I, I, I like. I like it, but I'm already kind of getting a little burnt out on it. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. We, we, my wife and I have been on a big uh, Deep Space Nine kick. We've been watching a lot of uh, Star Trek lately. Oh. Uh, we've been been Trekkies. Um, I introduced her to Next Generation, Star Trek Next Generation, last year, and she fucking fell in love with it. I I heard this new and final season of Picard is supposed to be a. Uh, a lot better than the first two. I, I hope so. Yeah. I tried watching the first season. I made like a couple episodes in and I was like, fuck this. This sucks ass. I, I watched the whole first season oh, when wow. I was laid up uh, with my accident last year. Yeah. And it was like, maybe it's just my head wound, but <laughs> I'm not enjoying this at all. And I, yeah, that yeah. seems to be the consensus yeah. for everyone on the first season. Second season, I got like 20 minutes into I just didn't keep up with it. Yeah. I heard it's like a little bit better. There's more... TNG folk right. that show up in that. But this season... But the writing seems, is terrible. <laughs> I guess. But apparently, yeah, they have a new like showrunner, mm-hmm. uh, new head writer. Um, and it's just like all the next generation right. cast people just coming back. It's like, this is... Yeah, this so is what if, everyone wants. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit of time. And if it's like, hey, you don't have to watch the first two seasons of Picard. You can just jump into this. Then I, I, I'll i check it out. I think that's going to be my approach is just jump into the third season. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... And anyway. also, uh, Strange New Worlds, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, the, one of their newer shows, is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows from last year. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Just yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, we've been watching all anyways. Deep Space Nine. Anyways. Okay. Um, kind of semi-related, like in a very weird tangentially way. Um, so this is a song that I introduced you to, band I introduced you to, group I introduced you to uh, on Sunday. Should have saved it for today, but, you know, fuck it, whatever. We got caught up in the moment, you know. We got, hey, man, we got. When you're slamming down those tiles with brightly colored numbers on them, you're gonna throw on a tune. Or two. Or two. Um, Never three. <laughs> Never three. <laughs> Uh, this is a group called uh, Joey Valance and Bray. Um, they are uh, pretty much out and out like, hey, we are hugely influenced by the Beastie Boys. They're, they're younger guys. I think they're like either late teens or early 20s. I think they're early 20s now. But when they started, they were like later teens. Um, they do all the production themselves, although, although you know, of course, the writing, rapping. Uh, but the first time I heard it, I was like, holy shit, is this the fucking Beastie Boys? Like, I thought it was the Beastie Boys, like a hidden track or something that I'd never heard. Um, but no, it's it's a totally new, totally new group, and they're just like unabashedly Beastie Boys fans. Yeah, and you can make the argument maybe they're they're biting the Beastie style a little bit, but they look if you're gonna bite somebody's style, make it the Beastie Boys, and if you're gonna bite it, make it good. They hit both those things. Here we go. This is a song called Hula. Oh, do you want to say something? I was just going to say, if no, you're going to bite the Beastie Boys style, please go ahead because that flavor is missing from yeah, and modern no music. No one else is doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like where everybody's like trying to copy Drake or something. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hula gang. So, here we go. Yo, you want to see something cool? Yeah. No? Yes. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Both of us just start nodding heads. Mm-hmm. You can't help but not. I mean, it does sound like Gad Rock. So much. But it makes me happy. Yeah. And they're good sure. lyricists, too. Do they have a full album, or is it just like a bunch of singles? They Just released? a bunch of singles. Really? Hell yeah. That's all I need. If, yeah. if you're going to put out a rap song that references the Power Rangers, I'm in. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, it's just these two guys, right? Just two guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God, that is fire. <laughs> like, the production is just so on point. Yeah. Um, and it's just from these two young dudes. Like, it came out of nowhere. It, it sounds to me like if you mixed the uh, Hello Nasty era yeah. beasties, you know, when Mixed Master Mike was part of it, and it just seemed like everything was up and running. And then, like, you took LP from Run the Jewels and, like, mixed the production oh, together. Yeah. That's what the production on this sounds like, which I fucking love. I love yeah. both of those things. It's just a. I've been listening to it over, over, and over. And it's just. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. It should. It's great. Swing through your hood, Spider-Man. Even better. You got a Power Rangers and a Spider-Man reference. And they sound like the Beastie Boys. I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. That's everything you need. Yeah. Here we go. Bring it back. Scratching. 
Yes. That's also unfortunately missing from most modern music, you know? Oh shit, yeah. Damn, you got some like jungle shit in there? I know, right? Fuck yeah. Damn. How old is this song? I believe it came out last year. In 22? 2022, yeah. Damn. I know. But it sounds like some shit that came straight out of like 94. Okay. So Damn. that was that was a uh, Hula Gang by Joey Valance and Bray. Uh B R A E. just just uh love it. Love it. Lo- love all of it. We'll we'll have the information in the show notes so people can uh copy and paste that in their browser or maybe they are aware of it and uh they're just happy to have us talk about it. I don't know. Who cares? Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it all. Let the world burn. I don't care. Fuck it all. Uh, Fuck this world. Fuck everything that you came with. <laughs> I forgot the lyrics. Stand for. Stand for. There we the go. Flag. There we go. Absolutely. Kneel for Jesus. Don't you ever sit or kneel for the flag. <laughs> you. You're gonna hurt my fucking feelings <laughs> if you kneel for the flag. If you pledge allegiance to a cloth and you don't stand for it. <laughs> That's going to hurt my feelings. Here's your sign. (laughs) Uh, I, too, have a song. Uh, This one's on the opposite end of the spectrum. So if, like, people think of new metal as rap metal, which is obviously not always the case, but, you know, there's some cross-pollination there. You've done the rap. Let me do the metal. I've got a song here that I just discovered. This is an older song. It's from 2006 by the band Meshuggah. I don't know if Ooh, you've ever okay. heard Mashuga. Oh, I've heard, heard Mashuga. Okay. Um, there's a song that came across my satellite radio recently, and I was like, is this real life or is this just fantasy? There's the song called Bleed. Okay. Uh, from their uh, 2006 album, Obsin. And uh, this. No. Oh, it's not a different cover? one. Okay. Yeah, different one. Uh, this song. Again, Cold Bleed by Mashuga. Here we go. The main point of this is like, if you can hear the like kick drum, it's like this for almost the entire song. And the song is seven minutes long. Holy shit. Yeah. We won't listen to the whole thing. But uh, it stood out to me because I fucking love double bass. Yeah. But this is just like this poor fucking drummer's calves. <laughs> he probably had to get like calf resuscitation or some <laughs> shit like that, you know? Jesus. Yeah. But this song fucking rules so hard. But like, even when I listen back to it for fun, I get like three minutes into it. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's exhausting to listen to. It's seven minutes long. Damn. Yeah. So, but he went all in on this, you know. So, shout out to sound on point for sure. Oh yeah, this is another thing that's like uh, similar to a Fear Factory, where the uh, riffing is kind of punctuated by the kick drum. Yeah, a bit. That's what this reminds me of. So, uh, I figured this would be a, a decent time to bring up this song. But no, I dig this. This is this is nice. Hell yeah! Oh, it's pleasant. I could just fall asleep on the beach listening to this song. <laughs> this Easter, when y'all get together with the family, throw on a little bit of Meshuggah Bleed. 
You can find yourself some Easter eggs. I don't know. Start your playlist. You're going to put some Bing Crosby on there. You're going to put a little Mickey Blue Eyes. You put a little Meshuggah on there. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Sprinkle a little Meshuggah on it. Oh, look. I found three pennies in this egg. <laughs> That used to be a highlight for me. When Grandma's I got the double bass again. Look out. <laughs> that used to be a highlight for me when I would do like, uh, what's, that like what, what's the term for that? Like an Easter egg hunt. Duh. Oh, yeah. Uh, where I would find that and you would like come across an egg and you would shake it. If it sounded like candy, you're like, nah, I ain't got time for that shit. But <laughs> yeah. if you shook it and it sounded like coins or whatever, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, Or you yeah. hear nothing and it might be a dollar bill. Oh, fuck. Dollar, dollar bill, you mm-hmm. know. That was never me. Unfortunately, <laughs> never that. It was just wadded up toilet paper. <laughs> pre-used, pre-used. Hey, hey, hey. You let's know. not get weird. Yeah. Um, the effect uh, reaction kicking my of this new joint for all my homies. So uh, let's go ahead and move over to our quasi-main topic for this episode, which is yeah. uh, something that you and I had been talking about doing for a while would be... Uh, we, we go down a new metal timeline, and we know that early Image Comics was like the new metal of popular comic books back in the day, right? Yes. So we've been talking about doing a timeline for the launch issues for each of the original Image Comics founders, uh, of which there are seven. So we've got yep. seven number one issues we're going to discuss in release order, and... Uh, Image, I think last year, maybe the year before, released a Image Comics timeline of a bunch of like milestones of of when milestones. all this, yeah, uh, uh, wrong company, but uh, they they released a timeline of all these things that happened during the course of like Image Comics or whatever. So I use that and cross cross reference it with um, like comic book database to find like certain <laughs> dates of when stuff was released. Some of these dates are like very exact, like whenever. Uh, Young Blood number one came out. Yeah, but um, sometimes it's just like I don't know. It came out in like one of these two months for some of these issues. I'm like, oh, wow, weird. you guys didn't keep better track of when this shit came out. I, I bet it was like something where they released like a like X amount, and then the next month, you know, just couldn't keep up with printing and, and released another. I don't know, maybe. I mean, early Image Comics was plagued by delayed oh. releases. So that's I, putting it mildly. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, today we're going there to would the, be yeah. years between issues. Oh, for sure. And like, like issue three and four. Like. S- sometimes that shit would just never finish. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, well, uh, Wildcats volume two isn't ever going to finish here. Joe Casey, just do your fucking thing. I guess I know? made $25 million off of one issue. I don't, <laughs> I'm not in a hurry to do the next one. Yeah. I got a, I got a jeans commercial. I got a film. That's basically what uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, Eric Larson was saying was that like he made so much money off of the first like twelve issues of Savage Dragon that like he never has to do anything else ever again. Like he's set for life just off of like those first. They sold so incredibly well that they made like millions per issue. I mean, wild. Honestly. Of of all the creators, I feel like Eric Larson deserves it. He's the only one that's like still full bore oh. making comics regularly, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like the man is a machine. It's unreal. Some of the other creators still work in comics. I mean, I guess like the majority of them, but they're I don't know. They're just not as right. uh, 
nose to the grindstone type of uh, mentality. Now, yeah. uh, Young Blood number one came out on April sixteenth, nineteen ninety two. And uh, that's the main topic for today. I didn't realize until I think sometime last year when I was trying to track down a copy of Young Blood number one for this eventual topic. Uh, I didn't realize that it was a flip book. I did not either. And yeah. I had it back in the day, but uh, I completely blocked that part of it out. I had to. I I I think everyone on the planet owned an, a copy of Young <laughs> yes. Blood number one, if not a, a three or four of them. Um, I could not find it in my like long boxes out in my garage, so I was like, "God damn it, I'm gonna have to buy one." <laughs> so I had to like, I had to track down a copy on a uh, uh, internet. Uh, what was it? Uh, MyComicShop.com. Yeah. Um, and so I ordered one from there. It was like I don't know, it was like four or five bucks, something like that. Uh, but I thought, you know what, it's gonna be worth it because the ratings on this episode of the podcast, <laughs> it's all gonna. All of our We're sponsorships gonna black, are going to pay for this. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, so we've both read this issue, right? Uh, evidently, mm-hmm. this is the second printing. It has a gold border around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so <laughs> hmm, how best to approach this? No uh, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's go through the, to talk about let's this. Let's go through, through the creative team. Uh. It was uh, created... Uh, with plot, pencils, and inks by Rob Liefeld, uh, dialogue by Hate, uh, is it Canals? 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 Uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, colors designed by Brian Murray, letters by Diane Valentino. It says, uh, technical assist by Richard Horry, color but, separation is like by Jim's wife or something? I, I thought so, but I'm, I'm not 100% certain on that. Yeah. I would imagine with, with a name like Valentino, it's gotta be. Jim Valentino was one of the image seven. Yes. He did Shadowhawk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had a, a line of comics there that he ran called Shadowline that I thought put out some like quality shit. Really? Yeah. 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 There was a, a series called Sam Noir, which was a Samurai Noir series. <laughs> wow. Pretty fucking rad. That's I cool. liked it. Uh, Col- color Separations by Digital Chameleon, who would go on hey. to do a bunch of like coloring stuff for yeah. um, they were a comics later name on. name early was, on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the inside, it has a logo for Malibu Comics because they were the ones who partnered with Image early on, and they were going to handle a lot of the like printing and like back end labor stuff, right? Um, like bookkeeping and whatnot. Uh, and then there was some like some like miscommunication or whatever, like in an early press release that Malibu Comics had the Image Seven come over to work for them. <laughs> and then everyone else was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Eh? So, uh, yeah, let's talk about this thing. So, right. um, hey, Youngblood, the next generation of heroes. That's kind of like Star Trek. Absolutely. T and G. Which one is Data? <laughs> so, uh, I guess we talk about Rob as a creator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about Rob Liefeld? I have mixed feelings on old Mr. Liefeld. Yeah. Um, he's he's a corny man. Mm-hmm. He's a corny white man. Yep. Um, 50% of the things that he says, I'm like, yeah, no, that's actually like pretty insightful, and I agree. And then 50% of the stuff he says, I cringe horrifically at. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's an interesting guy, completely self-taught. I don't, I don't think he ever went to any kind of art school, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and you know, look, it shows. Um, his, <laughs> I think he he had mentioned he has a podcast called Rob Observations that yeah. I listened to. He had mentioned that he's taken some like life drawing classes. I don't know if it was in college or like what the the oh, setting okay. was. But he, he did mention that on his show recently. Oh, all right. Um, so he has some experience. But yeah, I don't I don't know that he went to the Kubert School or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yes. He, he uh, man, it's ugh, Rob Liefeld. That's phew, how much time have we got here? Um, <laughs> uh, we're already. Uh, he's he's an interesting uh, guy. He mm-hmm. was massively, massively popular. Yeah. Um, probably not commiserate with his level of talent. And I don't mean that. Um, I, I don't mean to say that he's the worst artist cause he's by no means the worst artist. Um, but he's one of the most infamous artists. Um, people out there may have seen, there's a, a specific, uh, picture of Captain America. I think it was only used in promos. I don't think it was ever actually a cover, but, uh, people call it like titty cap, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like yeah. standing, uh, side profile and his chest is sticking out so much that it is, um, completely insane. Um, and, but here on the, on the other hand, occasionally he'll draw something like, like a splash page or a cover that looks pretty decent. And then he'll draw another cover that looks like asshole. Um, <laughs> not the good kind. Uh, like the cover, the, the, the cover, I guess what the, the alpha team or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, like the main home team, I think is, is what they call it. Yeah. Young blood home team, which is who most people are familiar with. Does uh, that say that in there? Yeah. Oh, home I did not even look that far up the page. I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's so funny. And uh, features bedrock, yeah, funny because mm-hmm. uh, he got sued by Hanna Barbera um, and was forced to change uh, one of his characters' names from Bedrock to Bad Rock. Mm-hmm. All right, um, <laughs> and he looks like the thing from and, Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually had an action figure of Bad Rock when I was I'll, a kid. I'll be honest with you, I fucking love Bad Rock. It's an interesting concept. I, I, I like the idea because he's like a him. teenager, but he's like in this like giant. Uh, muscly golem like uh, body. Yeah, it, it's uh, the idea is like I guess Shazam, but if yeah. instead of turning to Shazam, you were just the thing all the time, yeah, yeah. but still a child or whatever, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of a a, a mixture of different concepts in that one. Can he turn back and forth? I don't. I, I feel like I I've don't ever know. seen his human form. I don't. I don't think I have either. I don't well, know. I've what not his read a deal ton is. of Youngblood comics. Yeah, same. Um, also we've got combat, which is like a elf looking man, I guess. Uh, but he's got a beard. Uh, uh, yeah, it's bad. (laughs) Um, you've got chapel. um, Chapel. Yes. Who chapel's an interesting one because, Mm. uh, he's the man who killed Al Simmons, AKA the spawn. That was one of the first links that all of this stuff was supposedly like a shared universe. Right. But, they're but, not. Yeah, it's like if you need, if you needed them to show up, they could. Like an right. invincible savage dragon would show up sometimes, but regardless of whatever's going on in the savage dragon <laughs> book, like savage dragon yeah. could be dead or off planet or in a different universe. Or at the that time. world Earth could be destroyed. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, any number of things. There, there's a whole lot of. Uh, it's not a cohesive universe like uh, like Marvel or DC, where you know things happen uh, mm-hmm. like uh, company wide. Um, 
they all kind of exist in their own little worlds unless like you said they don't want to yeah uh because there's like you know it, 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 uh uh wildcats has like the whole daemonites and like a whole like sort of you know structure around it but then young blood also is sort of like a uh, paramilitary government funded strike force, but so is Wildcats, but mm-hmm. they don't really like, there's not like a organizational like delineation between the two. Like they don't reference each other ever. It's, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Anyways, uh, so that's Chapel. He's a cool looking dude. who has got a skull painted on his face. Um, and he's <laughs> this issue. Uh, <laughs> do you remember his, his one scene that he's got in here? Where he's got some random woman in bed and he's oh, just yeah. like, get the fuck out of bed. Go <laughs> <Yeah. work." laughs> it was funny. Like, uh, th- are you going to go through the the rest of the cast or do you just want to get yeah, into the Yeah, I was just going to okay. tackle the cast real quick. Uh, we got Vogue, who is a woman with like a mohawk and she's like a party girl kind of. You don't get a ton of characterization mm-hmm. behind this. Yeah. Uh, you got Die Hard, who is a uh, android cybernetic being. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a lot of personality, which mm-hmm. is usually what you don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got Shaft. You're damn right. Hey. Yeah. Uh, who's like a Hawkeye, but he's a ginger. Um, <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> Rob was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> And so, so, so I was reading this, and you get half. This, this is the Image Comics difference. <laughs> <laughs> are you in or are you in? Um, so, so you read this, and you get um, approximately 10, 12 pages into it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the next page is upside down. And I was like, wait, what, what the fuck is happening here? And I flip it over, flip the whole book over, and re- and then it dawns on me. I remember. I'm like, oh, right. He yeah. split this into two fucking stories. I'm using story <laughs> liberally here. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a quick... I wouldn't even say introduction. <laughs> it's just like, it's the first few seconds of a story um, mm. is like the first issue because it immediately switches. You flip the comic book upside down or flip it back around, whatever. Mm. And uh, then you've got the uh, young blood away team, away team who is made up of people who do not make it. Um, that that primary team, the, the first home team is what people think of when they think of young blood because mm-hmm. the rest of these guys and i don't i don't even honestly don't remember what happens to them but they clearly don't make any kind of impression because <laughs> they are all gone yeah uh you have brahma riptide photon sci-fire sentinel and cougar the mm-hmm. most 90s ass shit ever. <laughs> are you saying that sci-fire <laughs> is uh extremely 90s he blows a guy's head up in it yeah uh they're fighting against uh since they're the away team they're like the they're like the operating outside of the united states it's like a black ops team kind of but like in wildly colorful costumes (laughs) (laughs) not even like approaching any kind of uh secret covert yeah um uh and they're they go in and they kill hassan kusain hmm what could that mean? Uh, this was in 1992. So you do the math. <laughs> uh, it is it is absurd. It is. Um, now, the one of the problems you have when you have a new first issue, especially when it's a team book, is you want 
there to be someone that your reader latches on to because you've got what like six people on your team uh that you want them to like oh i I like this band of characters i like this mix of personalities or whatever uh and then about the time you get everyone together that story's over and then you flip the book over and that's a a brand new set of six characters whom you're trying to figure out wait who is who like what is the actual physical scale of some of these people like is this guy larger than Oh, another one or the the character uh modeling is <laughs> fucking non-existent all over the place and uh there's a whole thing about rob liefeld where uh, he doesn't like to draw feet or he's bad at drawing feet or whatever yeah uh, he has since in like more recent years gotten better at it um but on his older stuff like this you can see like even on the cover of the the first issue the the one with shaft and the home team uh Everyone's feet yep. are hidden around like a uh, a rounded horizon line. <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things. It's one of those tropes. But um, I'm glad to hear you say that what you said about Rob, because I'm right there too. I, I didn't used to like him and like some of his artwork, I, it used to just straight up annoy me, but I feel like I've since come b- back around on it where I'm like, oh no, I kind of have nostalgia for this yeah. in a way. Even and he's, he's an advocate for the for the medium, and he fucking loves comics. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't hate on the dude. Yeah, uh, his, I don't like his art or his approach to storytelling. Yeah, it's a very specific flavor. Yeah, um, I can tell. I don't know. Like, look, I, I'm not trying to get canceled here, but hear me out. Okay. Uh, I've heard him say himself that he is a Kirby fan and I do see some of that in his work where when it comes to like bombast you know where it has like explosive action people in like weird uh stances and poses and whatnot that you right. wouldn't actually do in real life but it it, it it's dynamic works on the page. it's dynamic right yeah um but he has such a, a highly rendered style that it it's like the two don't work well together you know right it's like if todd mcfarlane inked a kirby illustration oh, in his like class like his classic version just of inking up. you know it it just it doesn't gel properly um so i think that's yeah. where i i that's the disconnect for me but i've since kind of like gotten over that a bit i i feel like rob's more recent work is a bit better he did that snake eyes miniseries for uh idw i didn't i didn't read it but <laughs> i i do have some interest in it on that it was a five issue series on the fifth issue. He did all the pencils, but then he sent it out to a bunch of other artists to oh, do the inks. Okay. I heard about that. Like, yes. uh, the cartoonist cafe boys, right. Uh, Ed Piscor and, uh, Jim rug. They, yeah. they each illustrated a page. And that's I think cool. that's fucking cool. Like he, he loves inkers. He talks about them regularly on his podcast. Yeah. So I do have reference for him as a person. Like, like you said about 50% of the time, you know? Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't hate him like I used to. I used mm-hmm. to just, I could not stand him. But mm-hmm. listening to, yeah, like his, his interviews and just seeing how much of a fan he is and he's very knowledgeable in comics, that makes me like him. And then he turns around and says something like, uh, uh, Deadpool was not a, uh, 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 <laughs> uh Slade Wilson knockoff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy, you need to, uh, chill out. Uh, Deathstroke from from DC. Uh, it's clear. 
Deathstroke is a guy named Slade Wilson, and he's a mercenary in DC. Mm-hmm. Rob Liefeld created Deadpool, whose name is Wade Wilson. Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson? Nah, just a coincidence. Assassin? Nah, just a coincidence. Deadpool, um, Deadstroke, or yeah. Deathstroke? Yeah. Uh, he. I mean, come on. Um, but hey, you know what? Whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's <sighs> mixed feelings, but overall, you know, uh, I did not enjoy this issue. <laughs> <laughs> like you said on, on the, I mean, just the amount of lines that he's putting in because he's trying to do like a Jim Lee thing, but he doesn't have the, uh, like the formal kind of understanding of how cross-hatching works. So he just puts lines on everything, which makes them look like old and wrinkly as opposed to it looking like shadowing or, or, or some, something like that. With like rendering. Uh, it, it works for men better than it does women because they say every line you put on a woman's face, it ages her up it's true. or something like that. Uh. <laughs> so, so rude, but it, 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 that sounds bad, but in, in an artistic way, uh, approach, especially like with cartooning, mm-hmm. that, that's that's a very that's a normal uh, way to differentiate mm-hmm. characters. And we won't take any lip otherwise. No, and there's um, only two genders. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm trans rights. One thousand percent. One hundred percent. Oh wait, no, oh, uh, one, one, no, no. I take it back. Fuck what? you. <laughs> You're not an ally. <laughs> he shaved off nine hundred percent. That piece of shit. <laughs> uh, going back to the away team story real quick. This was a story of uh, these six characters uh, going overseas to kill their version of Saddam Hussein. Uh, one of them ends up doing it. He like crosses a a boundary, I guess. Uh, ends up killing the the leader of this foreign country. Um, and then essentially it ends with that being a cover up. It says that yeah. the, uh, the foreign leader committed suicide, kind of like Hitler, uh, Hitler did, Hitler did it first, you know, <laughs> he did it better. Uh, but going back to the, the home team story, this one is like, takes place in a shopping mall. <laughs> yeah. Did you read this, the, the home team story first? Yeah. Yeah. So did I. So I was, it really like took me out of it when I flipped it over. I was like, oh shit, we're in like Kuwait. Or like some stand-in for Kuwait or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, because this one, yeah, it starts off at the mall. Shaft is with his his girlfriend, I guess, and uh, he has to like take out some some bad guys, and then eventually we get the team together. Um, and it's weird how it's done because it's not done on a page break. It's like at the end <laughs> yeah, of the just... uh, one, two, three, four, like the fifth page or whatever. Um, the bottom three panels, <laughs> two thirds just... of the way through, he just. <laughs> It just moves over to Bad Rock and then uh, two panels at the beginning of the next page and then it moves over to to the other guy. But look, when you're when you've essentially split up your book, it reduces the amount of pages. But it's just don't split up your book and spend your first spend your first issue establishing your characters. Yep. Don't give them three panels of bad dialogue and expect that to be a uh, characterization. It is not that or like double the size of your book, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if you're going to make it a flip book and you want to have this many characters in there. Uh, yeah. Make it a flip book with like two full stories. Yeah. I, at least the, the, the away team story, it feels like that has a, it, it's punctuated, you know, with the, the death. But right. This is just like, by the time the entire team gets together, uh, there's some like random ass basic villains that, get released in the city and then the home team have to go try and capture them. Uh, 
<laughs> by the time the the team gets there, uh, they just kind of have a pose off, and <laughs> that's over. that's it. Um, I, I guess Die Hard comes down and starts beating some ass, and then like everyone else lunges into action, but then the book flips essentially. So I don't and know. Halfway through, there's a nice little. If you want to join the um, the Rob Liefeld fan club, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a mail off you can. Do it's only um, four fifty, and you get um, stuff that you don't want. Uh, up to the minute news on Liefeld related projects, original artwork, convention appearances, an open forum for Liefeld fans, an exclusive button and mini poster. Yeah, this thing didn't. This didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> would, I'd be surprised if anybody got anything out of that. Yeah, I mean, like this book sold so well. Though. Unreal. Like it was. Sold millions of copies. It was like they would do uh, store tours, and they would just have a table lined up with the, I think, maybe six or seven creators. There were some issues with uh, Will Portacio at some point. I think uh, he had a close family member that was in the hospital, and he wasn't able to participate in a lot of those early meetings or gatherings or whatever. Right. But um, even still... Uh, at least six of them would show up at a signing and it would be a line down the block. It was like meeting a boy band back in the day or, or um, fucking Saddam Hussein. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was curious. um, Wait, this doesn't make this. This says young blood. Number one sold 78,000 copies. That cannot be right. Last month. Yeah, that cannot be right. Um, I guarantee it sold more than that. But hey, you know, whatever. Hand me that uh, that book behind you. Uh, on top of that, that short box. It's probably first printing. I'm sure it went into like multiple prints. Oh yeah, this is uh, second printing right here. Uh, yeah, that we just thumbed through. Uh, let me see right here. What it say? What it say? What it say? Let's see. You're always uh, so yeah, Young Blood number one breaks all previous sales records for a non-Marvel, non-DC comic with 1.5 million yes. units sold. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it says Leifold does a signing at Golden Apple Comics during the day and appears on the Dennis Miller show that same night. Wow. Yeah. So most crazy for like comparison's sake. Uh, comics don't sell in the millions anymore. <laughs> like not even close. The at the height. Of still a hundred thousand. That's insane. <laughs> that's great. You've <laughs> yeah. done it. You know, um, but like at the height of like Star Wars coming back to Marvel back in what 2015 yeah. or whatever, uh, I think they had close to those numbers just because wow. of like okay. the number of variant covers. It was like a big yeah. homecoming for Star Wars at Marvel, and they would have a lot of variant issues that were packed away in like. Um, like nerd box or like whatever those subscription box companies oh, were. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but you know what I'm talking Loot about. Crate Loot crate. There we go. Yeah. That's what it was. So it, that helped kind of like juice those numbers a bit, but yeah, the it's insane. Oh, juice. Yup. <laughs> where that's from. Um, it's an episode cable of Barney. Guy. Oh, there you go. We used to listen to that cable guy soundtrack. It was fucking great. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember listening to that, uh, <laughs> What's the, the Jefferson Airplane cover? Uh, when the truth want- is loud. 
<laughs> like overall, great. I didn't like every song on the soundtrack, but I no. the songs that I liked, I fucking loved. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. they were just so ridiculous. Uh, speaking of ridiculous, uh, Young Blood number one. Final <laughs> thoughts on this? Uh, it's a bad comic. Mm-hmm. It's a bad comic. It's not good. It's just so nothing. It's it's like. It's it's like the first minute of a movie. <laughs> like kind of, yeah. Like you you get nothing from it. You get like a couple action poses and cringe ass dialogue and you know, it's it's all 90s and he- as hell. They're they're you know, going in going in and murdering a uh, Saddam Hussein, you know, analog like it's it's just the whole thing is just not the worst comic I've ever read, but it's 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 mid. It it's weird that it sold as well as it did. Crazy. And then there's not a whole lot to the story. So I'm I'm Nothing. curious as to how many people came back. I'd be curious to check out a second issue. I I wonder how many of them are flip books. Maybe it was just this one. Yeah. And then both stories just get but intertwined at later 250, on. At uh, two dollars fifty cents an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he sold one point five million, mm-hmm. um, that's like three million bucks. And since he's the main creator, I guarantee he got the overwhelming majority of that. And oh, since they're sure. independent, um, you know, they're not going through a company like Marvel. They're they're an independent publisher, so their profits are going straight to them. Which God mm-hmm. bless. Hey, th- yep. that you know, it's basically like a comic book union almost. Yeah. Um, and so for that reason, you know. I I one thousand percent give it a pass, and um, I kind of like it as an artifact. But Same. if you're looking at it as like strictly on its like artistic merits, it is a failure. <laughs> Sorry, it's not good. It's true. It's terrible. That's that's where I'm at with it as well. I'm so happy that we're in sync with this because yeah. I was prepared to have to like oh, fuck. I gotta defend this book, <laughs> but gonna... no, but no. We're 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 in. Uh, simpatico on yeah, this yeah. um i i think it's awesome that the creators left they created image comics there was a whole fervor around yeah the the, the various issues coming out it scared the shit out of marvel and dc oh for sure 100 percent should um but yeah the the story isn't great i like i said i i'd probably read further just to like get an idea of like because people who like young blood are like uh acolytes for rob you know oh Th- yeah there's a sect of people that just like write or die for young blood so i'd be curious to, to read a bit more like you said not the worst comic i've ever read and uh yeah if if you think the characters like look interesting and are a little bit more interested in uh you know a, a good version of this mm-hmm. uh christos gage uh relaunched it with uh mike mccone maybe um, they they did a uh, this has been several several years back probably a I think it was plus. Wildcats was that Wildcats mm-hmm. yeah that was for uh, Wild Storm when that was still around oh. over at DZ I know okay. what you're talking about mm-hmm. okay I guess I thought that was Wild or I guess I thought that was uh, well on know, that the same not. train of thought what I was going to mention is that uh, like 10 15 years ago Image uh, when Rob in, in the timeline of Image Comics at some point Rob uh, pissed off some of the other partners. He left. Eventually, he came back. He brought Youngblood back with him, and he hired Joe Casey to come back in and re-script all of the dialogue. That's right. And they, they put some of the, the story beats in a better order, and they released a hardcover of it. I wish I would have bought that because I 
can't find it currently. Oh, really? And I would love to read a uh, more cohesively told version of yeah. this, you know? And Joe Casey rules. He's he's uh, a great, great writer. And you talk about somebody who big ups comics every chance they get. Like, that's oh, Joe man. Casey. Uh, he's an acolyte. Hit him and his sunglasses showing up. In 1997, Lifefield hired Alan Moore to relaunch and revamp Youngblood. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Alan Moore. <laughs> Might as well. Look, Alan Dabbleton's That's crazy. Uh, however, despite Moore's plans for at least 12 issues of his new Youngblood, only three issues were ever printed. And the third issue was published in another book called Awesome Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine showing up to like uh, a signing that Alan Moore was at? Obviously, Alan has moved on from comics at this point. Yeah. Uh, he may have been reclusive leading up to that as well. But, like, just the idea of, like, showing up to a comic convention Alan Moore is at and just handing him an issue of awesome comics for him to sign. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, oh, wait. No. Okay. That's right. God, this this thing has been relaunched so many times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. They, I think they launched a newer version of it back in, like, 2019. Or something like uh, that. In 2003, uh, Mark Miller uh, relaunched a couple, but then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. In 2004, Robert Kirkman began writing a new series, uh, Youngblood Imperial, uh, but left after one issue due to his busy schedule. And then Fabian Nassiza was <laughs> scheduled to Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jobber of all jobbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, a wi- just, just a wild... Um, uh, uh, backstory to the whole Youngblood saga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a it's a cool artifact, like you said. Yeah. It's like the first issue of a comic that came out from this like a, a comic publisher that beat DC Comics uh, as the number two publisher of comics. Yeah, uh, when this came out, so uh, you know you, you got to give the uh, the Image guys the the founders their propers. You know, one thousand percent. Yeah, I was an Image mm, fan boy. One hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> Let's, yeah, we'll back that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, yeah. let's fine tune this. Uh, okay, so anything else for you on Young Blood number one? Nope, that's all I got. Hell yeah, There's not much there. Well, let's bring it on home. Let's bring it on home, boys. Let's bring it on home and go down and get fucked. Bye. Bye. N B C. Fantastic. Uh, bye.